recording. Hey, good people. Welcome back. I'm Ashley. I am Rashina. We are so excited to be back recording. We have a fun episode for you guys today. Is it fun? Yeah, I think it's fun. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah? It's not fun. I don't know. I, maybe. Okay. I, I mean, we'll see when we get into the topics. Well, you know what? Wait a minute. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Y'all, I got it. I know this is completely, completely off topic from what our story is going to be today. Okay. This is a follow-up to our singles episode. Oh, help us, Jesus. Here we go. Y'all, <clears throat> let me tell you about it. Can oh, I is this the ministry you're starting? Yes. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> You know what? No, it's not. I am not claiming. I don't. That. Yeah, I don't you know what? That. I don't receive that. I don't okay, that. tell the story. I love listen, it. This is good. Listen. So talking about these wild dudes out here and these dating apps, these bum dating dating apps, bum b u m, not bomb because they, but maybe bomb because they they need to just blow them all they're, up and start all they're a hot start mess. all over. They're and don't tell me about your one friend who met her husband and they. That's have amazing. I'm so happy for them. <laughs> Expect it for me. Go ahead, really. go. But y'all, so like you know, I meet a, you swipe left and swipe right and the heart people whatever. You meet a person. I met a person. It was we only talked for a week, so it's no it's no biggie, it's no, no love, beef, it's no, no beef, yeah, no yeah. love lost or whatever. But the thing is, is that this is probably the most consistent and the most interesting conversation I've ever had on an app. That's actually really sad. The when you hear how the story ends, but keep going. And so we start out. He talk. We talk as sneakers. Y'all know I'm a sneakerhead. I love my sneakers. He like, oh yeah, I like these, these, this. I, I hooked him up with um, some of my sneaker people that I like follow on Twitter that you can that does like surprise drops and know about all the restocks. Then we go we talk about music because on his uh, his profile it was like what are his thing his favorite things God sneakers and music I was like oh pal three let's go so you know we talk about music he loves music he loves Christian music I'm like what and he's goes to church all this kind of stuff and i'm like oh wow okay so one night he hits me up like through the app or whatever we haven't even exchanged numbers so he hits me up through the app I'm like what are you doing and i'm like oh i just finished a bible study we're doing a bible study through our church with auntie beth moore um and he was like oh what did you get out of the bible study i was like oh that's different dudes don't be asking me what i get out of bible study they'd be like oh you go to church great right awesome. they're not interested and I was like, oh, it's on the fruit of the spirit. Like, this is what I'm getting out of it. This is my second time going through it. I was like, oh, awesome. He's like, um, I'm reading Job right now. I was like, wow. Yeah, wow. You're reading Job. Not Ephesians. In the middle of a panorama, you meet, you're reading Job. Not Galatians. And I'm just like, wow. Okay, this is totally different. What are you getting out of it? He writes me all this stuff about what he's getting out of it. And I'm like, okay, so, okay, so this is a little different, you know? This is a little different. It might this might this might could be this, something. This could this could be something. Like we might be able to take this thing off the app. No. <laughs> Can't so wait. Then so then like he's like, Yeah, my pastor's going through I think Hosea or something like that. I'm like, oh man, okay, all right. So don't hear from him uh, on the like for a day or whatever. The next morning, I get a message. Sunday morning, y'all. Sunday morning. That says, um, 
I want to apologize to you. I couldn't even, I, I'm going to tell you why I don't have the message, but I want to, basically saying like, I want to apologize to you. I stooped to the level of my wife. 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 W-I-F-E. I stooped to the level of my wife and I want to thank you for being led by God because God used you through hinge to remind him of his responsibility. Let the Lord use you. Let the Lord use me. And so while I'm reading this message, I'm like, what the heck? I passed my phone to Ashley. I'm like, Ashley, look at this. Just somebody look at this. Somebody it, look at this. I was confused at what I was looking at because at first I was like, oh, he's a good looking guy. Good looking guy. I was like, okay, all right. Um, you know, and he deleted his profile and he said that he appreciated that I was led by God and that basically the Holy Spirit convict convicted him of uh, him being on this day nap while still being married, even though his wife is raggedy. And not separated. Not separated. Wife. So... I just had to get that out at the beginning, at the top of the hour so that we can uh, just get on with with this because we are talking about debt and stuff today. So I can't wait. And that's completely different from a hinge ministry. We don't receive a hinge ministry. Yeah, I don't. I don't like let that be two lessons that I'd like to add to your really unfortunate story. One, this is why you don't put your heart and all that stuff into somebody you just met. And like, honestly, thank God you were led by God and you didn't go on a couple dates and you didn't say like, what's good. And you, you weren't out there like, you know, doing all the things because it could have gone significantly differently. Like had he connected with somebody else who was like, well, I mean, maybe it's time to compromise my values a little bit. Just, yeah. You would have been a whole mistress and not know. Right. And not even know, but so, so thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm just, good. It, I mean, it's funny now, but it it's was funny now. But I was it was like, wild wow. that Sunday morning. Like it was. I like I said, like no connection or whatever. I've only I had only talked to him for like a week, so it was no big deal. But it was just like, man, this is starting out a little differently than before. That's you want to know why? Because he already knows how to be a, in a committed relationship. Facts. Yeah, he he's, he understands what it looks like to uh, take something seriously. Well, he so, did before he got on, on the hinge. On the hinge. God bless All right. you. But anyway. Um, Do you want to start how we normally start? I mean, yeah, because I'm raggedy this week. So it's you. I'm, I'm so glad that I could return the favorite. Let yeah. the record show. I'm being raggedy. This is this episode week. 27 and Rashina does not have a worship song, but I do. Yeah, that's true. But I will shout out Israel, um, Israel and Newbury, their new um, album, I'm Home. It is amazing. I do love it. Redemption. Um, and it's just, but it's just a bunch of old songs that he's mm-hmm. like remixed and stuff. Like he even has like Echo on there. So oh, I was like, man, I haven't heard Echo oh, in forever. Echo. Yeah, so oh, I was ready. Yeah. For, I was ready for the I, next. You line. know, that's not my favorite. song. I know it's but, not your favorite song. We sang that song tough so, for I love it when you go back into the song after you say <laughs> it's not your favorite song. Anyway, so your turn. I, maybe I'm not. See, I'm not as raggedy. If no. y'all haven't, if y'all haven't listened, listen to the new Israel. Yeah, very, see, oh, just like that, she's not raggedy. So don't mark the date or the episode or anything like that. Erase but, it. Maverick City Music is releasing music every like 14 and a half seconds at this point, listen. which is great. Yeah, it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was unsure about that. Um, and they just released a couple of new songs. And one of those songs is called 
ruined. Um, and I, I don't necessarily love the mix of the song. I love the words of the song. And that's like, Rashina's like, if the beat is raggedy, I can't even hear what all what's happening in the song. Don't it's, come to me. I'd rather just, beat. I just rather read the Bible than listen to try to listen that hard to the words. But, um, there's just one part of the song where it says, um, let me make sure I get it right. Sorry. Um, hopelessness is starting to wreck ha- wreak havoc son of man i know you see the deepest depth unknown to me you have planted seeds among the ashes you rebuild you restore all that's broken from the ruins you redeem you you return all that's stolen from your children that's that's what you do um be still my anxious heart all that's gone is never lost um and I, you know, like in a really transparent, like vulnerable moment, I, you know, we had a great brunch with a friend the other day who is a boss chick and like who we look up to and, you know, we, we respect and admire a lot. And it was nice to have a conversation and just say like this 2020 and the beginning of 2021, you know, financially were good years for all of us. You know, a lot of us got oppor- new opportunities at our jobs and we're able to do some things and, you know, we're going to talk about debt and all that stuff. Um, but it's, like I've lately really started to feel the weight of coming upon a year of a pandemic. And I, like I said, I'm grateful for all the things that have happened and we've been able to celebrate, you know, about how all these things. Um, but I've just been feeling really like kind of low and, you know, in, in a real honest way, like, yes, the joy of the Lord is my strength, but I have just been feeling really sad about the things that haven't changed and like feeling like, time has stood still for a little bit and, um, and not that a year was wasted, but, and not that God cannot and will not redeem time, but it feels a little bit like we're living among the ruins Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, you know, political unrest and the uprising and like the reintroduction to the racial unrest in our country. And this song is just a reminder that like God can calm your anxious heart and he can plant seed and he does plant seeds among the ashes and um so this song like again i don't really love the mix of the song but the words of the song really spoke to me it, it was sort of like somebody was just singing to me the first time i heard it in the car because i think i needed to hear the words of like you restore and yeah. you redeem and you give back all that was lost all that was stolen and mm-hmm. i think oftentimes it feels like god i waited forever for this or god's not doing anything and nothing's happening nothing's moving and then suddenly mm. Suddenly. suddenly doors are open and things are happening and I just needed that refresher that that's still who God is. He's still in the business of working miracles. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that song because I, once you put it on there, like I listened to it, I was like, uh. yeah, like, and I, I think go back and I really just needed the Holy Spirit. I'm going to go back song. and listen to the words. I'm proud of you. Thank you so and, much. So, and we're actually, our next episode is going to touch on like the weight of, the last 300 and I mean 30 days because we're about to I'm not even 30s no it's next week yeah it's next week I went home for spring break right. and didn't go back yep it's next week <clears throat> yep so it is. so speaking yeah. of so that's my worship song of the week sorry it's ruins we, we, maverick we, city we. uh music um they released like five albums yeah the like last it's two it's, weeks. it's wild i i mean obviously this is their full-time job but i'm like do you guys just sleep in the studio and just sing all day they basically had a call for worship leaders got covid tested and just like had like a concert yeah so it's i mean it's incredible but speaking of really positive incredible exciting Ay. things that happened this week Ay. we're gonna talk about Ay. financial freedom debt freedom but we're mm-hmm. gonna start with 
Dave. Uh, For a while, we called him Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave. Now he's excommunicated. Yeah, and it's not Ramsey. even in a can- cancel culture kind of way. We're just, I've continued over the last six months, maybe a year, to just be really disappointed in his stance. And uh, most recently, he did an interview on Fox News and he said, I don't believe in a stimulus check because if 600 or $1,400 changes your life, you were pretty much screwed already. Um, you've, ha- you've got other issues going on. That's yeah. A- yeah, Dave. And listen. Yeah, Dave, I do have other issues going on. For sure. I mean, do you want to share your thoughts on that? And okay, you want me to go? I'll start. I think what I the, frustrates me most is if you know Dave, he's got, he's didn't, I don't know if he invented the seven baby steps, but he certainly is probably the most famous for the seven baby steps. And his first baby step is to save $1,000. Do whatever you need to do to save $1,000, to have that your emergency fund, $1,000, whether you sell things you don't need. For Sheena, it would be sneakers. For me, it would probably be my Peloton. But no, I know but i'm just saying like at the time we you know sell whatever you need to sell to have a thousand dollars as your emergency fund and then you know you start aggressively paying off debt with the snowball thing so it's like to hear somebody who is very publicly a man of god right that that's his christian background um get in the middle of a pandemic in the middle of millions and millions of people being without work to tell somebody basically the opposite of what you preach, which is a thousand dollars is where you start to tell somebody that $600, which is more than halfway to your thousand dollars or $1,400, which is above your emergency fund. What you recommend, what you've, you you've built it. your career off of, you've you built your platform. Yeah. You built your platform off of that. And to Sorry. say that it's, it doesn't change your life. You were pretty much screwed already. Like, so then you don't believe in what you preach. Right. And you're so elitist that you are unwilling to even recognize the systematic social challenges of the poor. And that is like disheartening is saying it lightly. And like pisses me off is to say it straight up. Like, I don't know what you feel, but like it just infuriated me. Yeah. I mean, we, we've had a friend that has, pointed out dave's um um been towards the unrich (laughs) that's putting it nicely but yeah um this his system is not for the poor it's not it is not and she has pointed it out it is not it is not for the poor it is not even for i mean probably not for the working middle class either like it's i mean maybe possibly but she pointed it out and i was just like i mean well i've worked the steps and i mean you've worked the steps i mean the steps work and the steps work i've worked the steps i've paid off um credit card debt i'm working on paying off my student loan debt as well like i've worked the steps i understand the steps but i also come from a place of privilege i have the privilege of having a Mm -hmm. great job where my bills are more than covered and I have excess so that his, one of his things is like every budget, your money should be, every penny should be accounted for. And he has an app called every dollar, every single dollar down to the cent. You should not, you should be zeroed out and working those steps and zeroing out my, um, my, but my budget and things like that. Like I paid off debt for sure. For sure. Now this pandemic now I've been, if I have extra money laid up, I'm holding on to it because you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. 
But um, I have the privilege of having that and I have side gigs and, and stuff that I can actually put towards my debt. So it's not for those who are living paycheck to paycheck. It is, especially if your paycheck to paycheck is is basically your housing, your um, food, and all of that. Like it, it's it's not like it's yeah. If if your pay if your paycheck in a month only covers what he calls is your four walls: food, utilities, shelter, and transportation. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to get ahead without working a second second right. job. It's very hard to get ahead. It's very hard to work a second job when you have children. It's very hard. All these things are very difficult. And I'm not saying that it can't work. Mm-hmm. I think that where I'm most like done giving Dave's platform any business pub any of those things is his attitude towards those who who, who live in that realm right and his unwillingness and unbending ignorance and choice to not comment address the systematic laws and system uh systematic like racism just yeah, flat out right, and right. and systematic classism, classism that impacts our country so i mean i don't like i had to stop listening to his podcast because he was horrific to single mothers like you know he go, every now and then he has like this much of a heart and he's like i'm gonna send you a book or i'm gonna help you do this and i know he pays debt off for people and he does all those things but like rich people do that right it's a right. You want to know who else did that? Write-off. The Pharisees did that. If we want to talk about it, right? The Pharisees were keepers of the law, keepers of the law, keepers of the law, mm-hmm. but they didn't have God's heart. Right. And that's where I'm struggling with Dave. Like that's where I'm like, I'm actually all set on his inability and the black and brown and women who work for him who are also unable or unwilling to comment on the way that he treats those who don't look like him and do not live like him. Yeah. Because the the black man that we follow, he has not said anything. I don't follow him anymore. I don't follow him either. I just went to his page. He hasn't said anything. Um, I mean, because he works for, because he works for him, I don't expect him to say anything against him, Mm -hmm. but he also hasn't said anything at all. Right. And so, you know, we were talking to somebody. They were like, no, he's for the people. I was like, I don't know if he's for the people. I don't know about that. I mean, and my thing is, is like, you don't, I don't have to agree with you. But I also don't have to give your platform energy, time, anything like like that. Like, I'm not tagging you, Dave. Yeah. And nothing. And like at all. And what's unfortunate is that like when I started this journey, and we're going to talk a little bit about that too. Like, I was excited to like, I'm debt free. And like, I did, but like, it was disappointing. It was like, and then like, he got re- then he like doubled down in really talking about Rush Limbaugh and I he's he passed away and I don't have any I'm not even gonna say anything but he is like a known racist and a known he has sexist used his platform to say awful things yeah for years that is his following for years calling I, I know you have the um i don't know if you have the post yeah i do not, but i do yeah go ahead. and what first yeah so he spent years doing that and it's like so you could say you you couldn't once say black lives matter you couldn't once even if you were like oh i don't agree with the platform behind black lives matter like that's a whole other can of worms you couldn't just say like yeah the system is a little bit flawed it wasn't built it was, it was only built by rich white men so no shock that it only speaks to rich white men 
But then to call Rush, who was a known racist, a known like sexist, like a known person, like just has not known for he good. He spewed hate. He spewed hate to call him a great man and a good friend. Few people can be credited with literally starting an industry, but Rush was the Elvis of talk radio. Like, you had to love him or hate him. He didn't give you a choice. I loved him. I, I, that's it for me. Yeah, he, like, had, he had turned the comments off on that one. Yeah, he did have to turn the comments off on that. And it's like, and then again, like, okay, so you had an opportunity there. Like, you saw the comments. You saw people say that what you said about the stimulus checks were problematic. And then you saw people feel that this was problematic and you still didn't address it. Still didn't say and nothing. again, I'm not necessarily here for cancel culture, mostly because it's opposite of my faith. I believe in redemption and I believe in reconciliation, but I am wholly, you can, you can sit on the sidelines, but I'm just wholly disappointed in, in Dave's response. Like I just like, it is very Pharisee to me. It is very keeper of the law and not a man after God's heart. And you can't, you can't you can't say that you follow Jesus and spit on the least of these. Yeah. Because Jesus said, like, what you do to the least of these, you do to me. Yeah. You love me, feed my sheep. Mm. And so it's just disappointing. And I'm sad about it because <laughs> I had a big year. You did. And some real exciting stuff. I actually thought I was going to like, I might actually do the Dave Ramsey debt-free scream. I know, right? And now it's like, what you want to know what actually like as much as I was like disappointed and sad about that it has also continued to open the door for me for a ton a ton and we'll, we might mention them in a post that we do later of really incredible black financial advisors who are teaching great principles who are sharing content um who be because of they're not white a rich white man don't necessarily have the platforms that Dave has but are building those platforms and they're incredible. Uh, Pennies to Wealth is one. Uh, Clever Finance, Clever Girl Finance is another, and Broke Black Girls another. And I'll share all of these in a post later. Yeah. But like, it's just been really, really great to follow and get advice and get information from people who look like me and have an understanding of the life that I've lived and can step down from their privilege and meet people where they are. Right. Right. I think. Until this, I mean, this country is, we're criminal. They just said no to even raising minimum wage. And until we are able to raise that, housing prices continue to rise, food, cost of living, all of that, like, we, there, there won't, there won't ever be a break in the system until we're able to, as a, as a society, as a country to recognize that or not be, or just not be criminal and not be um, against the poor. Basically you're like all of the senators and, and, and people who are voting against raising the middle wage, the minimum wage to $15. Well, let's be clear. Like they actually didn't vote against, they took that out of the bill completely. Yeah. And it's still only passed on quote unquote party line. So the thing about the fact like, and listen, this bill is expensive as all get out. I'm not taking away from like fiscally conservative, which really just means like, I want to keep mine. I want people to stay poor and I want to stay rich, which fine, which is the problem. Fine. But listen, fine. I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at people being conservative with their money, but like you took that out of the bill completely. We're just talking about 
plan to put people back to work and helping get people get vaccinated and helping people make it to their next paycheck. Like Mm -hmm. five years ago, $1,400 would have been life changing. Mm -hmm. Like actually life changing. Right. Because I was poor. Right. And in a significant amount of debt. Yeah. Like, and again, it's opposite of the principles that you teach. $1,000 is your starting point. From here on out, you can change your life. Just kidding. Unless it comes from the government and then you're poor and dumb and you're, you're pretty much screwed already. Because with that, like that, that $1,000 stimulus check, like you could have not have to have to work for like extra, an extra shift or two in order to provide for your kids. Or, you know what I mean? Or you could have worked could that work extra at, shift or two and put and, that money towards put that debt. Money towards debt. So or like, put that money in your kids' 529 plan or whatever the case may be. Like it's, yeah. He always says actor wage. And I just, I just, yeah. yeah. There, are, there are people who actually cannot act their wage. There's also people who in the same position he was in, because he'll always talk about how he he went bankrupt and lost everything. I'm like, you want to know what you could still do? You still have the equity of your maleness and your whiteness to go get a loan, to get a job, even though you were unemployed. Facts. Facts. So I don't want to hear it. He's he's a bully. He is. Like, this is not cute. Right. He's a Pharisee. Facts. Facts. That's oh, all I got. That's all you got. I don't want to talk about Dave anymore. I don't want to give Dave platform anymore. All right. Well, let's talk about you. Oh, the only topic I want to talk less about than Dave is myself, but let's do you. it. <laughs> Soldier boy, tell him. The exact reason I'm not having weddings. Dance in a circle so everyone can look at me. Hard pass. Oh, come on. <laughs> Sit at a baby shower and watch okay, everyone watch you open gifts. Stop gifts. prolonging this. Ugh. Anyway, we're going to talk to Ashley. Uh-oh. I'm going to interview Ashley on her about her journey to being debt free how does that feel first of all? i mean it feels kind of insane like i honestly like you know we we actually took financial peace which is a dave ramsey plan mm-hmm. um in i got the book i'll make photocopies <laughs> of it for y'all you don't need it clever girl finance gives you all <laughs> those top all that information for free she doesn't make you pay for it oh there you go um, and you can support a black woman her sponsors pay her it's all good um so we took financial peace in 2019 and even before that at the height of my debt at that the time I wrote down all my debt for the first time and was like actually ready to face it was 2017 and at that time I had $113,000 in debt combination of a lot of things hundred and thirteen thousand yeah it's probably closer to 114 but like I don't have the exact number in front of me but it was like let's just round up 115 okay it was about 115,000 in debt so it was and that doesn't include my mortgage right so it was like Credit card debt, car debt, student loan debt. <laughs> I put took out a loan to replace my air conditioner, which is dumb, but I didn't have the money in my I mean, air conditioner. We live in Florida. I mean, you had to. I almost killed you, actually, because my air went out when I was actually in New York. Oh, my Remember? So, I, so at the height of my debt, I wrote it all down in 2017. It was about $115,000. And I was basically making minimum payments on everything. And I was so bad with m- managing money and had such a backwards mindset of money and I think this has a lot to do and we talked about it a little bit before and like just not talking about money as children and not understanding it was I would get bonuses and tax refunds and it would be pre-spent right so it was like I could never dig myself out of a hole because I was like okay well I'm gonna get the air conditioning fit and then I'll pay it when I get my tax refund or I'll pay it when I get my bonus like 
it was just wild. So the, at the height of that, it was 115. When we took financial peace, I actually had it down to like 90, like a, like a hundred thousand dollars. So I had paid like $15,000. I'd gotten a bonus and mm-hmm. paid, paid some of it down. So I had just under a hundred thousand dollars of debt. We started financial peace in January of 2019. All right. So it took you two years, two years. I paid my final student loan payment, my final debt payment in January of this year. So I that guess. is amazing. I mean, I've sat and I've been right there with you. I'm, <laughs> I'm on my own debt-free journey. As You're well. so close. Uh, so I'm, I'm chipping away at my student loans right now. Do you and, feel encouraged by the progress you've made? Of course. Like to, it, I created a spreadsheet of my debt as well. Like I only had um, a little bit of credit card debt, and then I have my majority is. I mean, I have my car loan. Um, and uh my student loans and so undergrad i went uh to undergrad uh for free basically same but um grad school we were out there living it up i was out there uh buying shots for everybody what a mess a mess an absolute mess yeah um and so i am encouraged and to go i go in at least like once i go in once a month and (laughs) deduct what i have done i'm i'm like four payments away from paying off my car. Incredible. And then I would go into the debt snowball. I would do the debt snowball and then start to chip away at my student loans. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to get about two more extra side clients. I so love that it. I can uh, just go ahead and just put all that towards that. So if anybody's looking for some marketing, not social media, unless it's paid social media, I'm here for you. Anyway, <laughs> this is about Ashley. It's about both of us. So you paid off to start about $113,000 worth of debt mm-hmm. when you really got committed about 90. Yeah. Uh and it took you 2 years. Yep. So what changes and sacrifices did you have to make? Uh I know your nails, girl. You couldn't get them nails that uh, Yeah. So it was like little things like that. Like I um I stopped getting my nails done. So I was getting my nails done every like religiously every 10 days to 2 weeks. I have not had a manicure in 2 years, which is wild because like you guys know I love my nails. Um the first thing I did was like build a budget. Like I really had to evaluate what I was spending my money on like I'm not for like, don't never have a latte or never have your haircut, but like you really have to build those things in the budget. Like, do you need a Starbucks coffee every day or could you use that Nespresso machine you have at your house? So sacrifices, like I didn't get my nails done. I didn't need to eat out as much as I was eating out. And the biggest, I think, sacrifice I made was that I got a second job. And granted, it was a flexible second job and it was a job that you only make money if you work off commission. But when I started paying off debt, I was working for the Orlando Magic. So I was working six, seven days a week, depending on what time of year it was, you know, 12 hour days, if it was game day or a concert day or an event day, not including, you know, things that you were doing for church or just like social life. So it was like, I would come home from a really long day at work and a long day might be, I would come home at seven or a long day might be, I'd come home at 10 and writing contracts and trying to connect with people and working the one Saturday that I had off when everyone else was like at my house in the pool. I'm like, I'm going to show these houses Uh, I'm going to do these things. And that was, I think, the biggest sacrifice. I think I thought sales would just come to me and I would just like make money and it would be great. But I invested actually, you know, in, you know, it's like maybe over a thousand dollars to get your license, take the course and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. So that was a little bit of a sacrifice in itself. And I even remember what like I hate taking tests, hate 
And when I was studying for the test, like I was like, oh, I want to swim in the pool. And she would be like, sit down and study for that test. So like even time studying and preparing was like a sacrifice. So I can't wait. I'm going to have a really nice manicure coming up here soon. And um, but yeah, lots of lots of little sacrifices. But the biggest one, I think, was basically taking on a second job. And it wasn't like I'm grateful that I it was something that was flexible, that I, I only got paid what I put into it from a time perspective. But like it's I've actually learned to love it and not learned to love it. I loved it from the beginning, but like it's become a real joy and a real financial freedom place for me. So I sell real estate yeah, on the side. So if you are looking for a house, <laughs> yes, uh, Ashley, um, she is licensed for Florida, all of Florida. Correct. All of it. So if you looking for a beach house, property, commercial, whatever you're looking that, for, you want to start you. a business, come on. Nobody has a brick and mortar these days, but yeah. Come on. Come <laughs> on with it. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you need a, a online business, you can come to me. Facts. Because I can help you. Help me help you. Yeah, let me help you. Help me help me help you. <laughs> so what advice or encouragement do you have for anyone trying to get out of debt? Oh, good question. Um, I mean, have a plan. I think the scariest part was writing my debt down. I think if you don't look at it, then you don't really think about how much. debt. There was no way I had $115,000 worth of debt. I've been working since. Like what, little me? I don't know me. I've also been working since I was fifteen. Like, how I've do I not have hard. any money? Like, been working hard to run up their credit cards. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, and because you don't manage money well, you don't know what. You, like, you don't even really know how much debt you're in. So, like, I think have a plan of how you're going to get out of debt, whether that's following a, you know, plan like Dave Ramsey pushes, or or somebody else, not Dave Ramsey, but. His plans, his steps, his his steps do work. Again, he didn't invent them. He just got famous off of them. So um, having a plan. And then the real big thing for me was having people who encouraged me because you do say no, like, hey, let's do so and so. And I'm like, mm, it's not really in my budget or we're all going here. And I'm like, I really got to show houses to this weekend. Like, I got to do this, this and this or I got to write this contract. Yeah. I can't go out and have drinks. But I, I think what really sustained me is that there was a handful of us who were in it together. Like obviously you and we have other friends who were, you know, going through the debt uh, payoff together. The third thing and probably the final thing I would say is like have somebody who's been through it. So I had two people in my life. um, I don't think they would mind a shout out. Elaine and Kelly Romano who, um, um, so... I don't know why I didn't say Elaine's last name. Elaine Jimenez and then Kelly Romano. KJ Productions. Yeah, they're at the absolute best who had successfully paid off their debt following the same plan. And I did, they just encouraged me and like knowing that it could be done because like when I sat in front of $113,000, it was like at the time I was like, okay, so I make 90. Yeah. I got to pay bit. Like there's just no way. Like the mm-hmm. math, the math it was like one plus one was negative seven. And I was just like, how is this going to work? Like, yeah. But knowing that they had made the sacrifices, done it, like, and could make it happen was really encouraging. Yeah. And once you paid on that first, yo, yo, it really yo, do, it, it it does. It literally is a snowball. Like, it does start rolling, and you do start feeling really excited about it. And that made me want to work harder. Yeah. I, you, you used to get excited about your first number changing. Oh, my God. I, oh, I was so excited when my number went from 100 to 90-something yeah. and then from 90 to 80. Yeah. I remember when I got to 50, I was like, oh, I'm doing it. 
and then like it was like I'm gonna pay off my like and I remember it was like anticlimactic you you were at my house and I think our friend Allie was at the house and I was like I just paid off my student loans and you were like wait what no I was on the phone oh you were on the phone and Allie was visiting and I was like yeah I just you know what I was gonna do this and this and this and I have the money I'm done I'm done paying debt like for the first time in my whole life Every paycheck I get, obviously I pay bills, but it's mine. Right, right. I don't owe anybody. I not like I can make decisions for myself. Yeah. I am not a slave to the lender. Mm. You know, the Bible says like you're a slave to the lender and not no more. I mean, obviously like that doesn't include my house. Like I right. I have to pay off my mortgage, but just but even with that you're you're yeah i refinance i have a 15 year mortgage and i plan to pay that off like relatively quickly um but yeah i just for the like literally i got but the first time i got paid after that i was like there's there's too much money in my account i don't don't know what to do well i I, I laugh when you said i look at my budget every month and i was like you make fun of me because i'm like number 47 today that i'm looking at this budget like every cent meant so much to me while i was paying off debt I mean, it's still now, but what's good about that is that now it still means so much to me. Right. It's just, it's my focus is different. Now I want to save, you know, six months of expenses. Now I want to invest in a real meaningful way. Like kind of want a second property if I'm being on, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I can do that in a real meaningful you way. Can, you can do it. I know one thing that I had to get over. I remember when I paid off my credit card and I was like consumer debt, like no more. Amazing. Um, I looked at it and it was like maybe like four hundred dollars, and I was like, okay, I'll pay this off in three months. Right? Like, I was like, girl, like, you don't pay that credit card off. Like, no, but I, but that goes back into that. Well, first of all, it was in the, in the middle of the uh the Panasonic, so I love you know, the made up words. It's not um, my favorite. But like, I was like, I have four hundred dollars to to do this. Like, why don't I just do it? So my encouragement is, if you have if if you have less than five hundred dollars on your credit card and you can do like a lump sum, do it because at the at the end of that, like you you get you get five hundred dollars on the on the back end, like you're gonna get it. Like it's it's like what are you saving? What it are for? you saving up? Like there's nothing that you're saving up for. So if mm-hmm. you can do it, do it. Yeah, I mean, and I know that like there are people who have significantly more debt than I have, and I know that I also like again from a place of privilege, like. In that time, I got a really big raise. You know, I mm-hmm. doubled what I made in real estate the year before. Like, you know, some things, some things happened. Um, but the, the, what really, what really jacked me up was that once you pay off debt, it's like everybody knows creditor. Like, we'd like to increase your credit limit. Would no you like to buy a new know. car? No one's gonna. Know. Who's gonna know? Who's gonna know? Everybody. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Like, it's insane the amount of mail and email and. American Express hitting you up like your credit limit has been raised to one million and that's what it feels like and it's just it's just crazy to me like I'm like I'm 34 years old and I'm thinking about had I been a good steward of my money from a teenage on mm-hmm. how much money I would have and then I think about like some of my friends and counterparts in the industry who have been living this life since they were 23 mm-hmm. that every paycheck has been theirs I'm like holy cow that's systematic right right like mom and dad that's could afford to pay for you to go to school could afford for you to pay your car your first job when you were making twenty thousand dollars in the sports industry they paid your living wages 
So you just had money. And I'm just like, I can't wait. I'm not even mad about it. Like, I hope the system changes and I will work hard and do my part in that. But like, I can't wait to give that to my kids in the future. I can't wait to help my nieces and nephew and like my, my friends who are families, like their kid. Like, it's wild to think about how that kind of money changes your life. Right, right. So what are your next steps? Yeah, so my ne- so my next steps are, I have two houses that I really want to close mm-hmm. and that will kind of solidify my six month uh, expenses. And then- So she's saving up six months of expenses. Saving up six months of expenses. Um, and then I think I'm gonna redo my kitchen. Look at that. And I'm gonna buy myself one really nice pair of earrings. I love jewelry, you know this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, there's like, I'm going to like, just, there's this pair of like David Yearman earrings that I like just really love and have caught my eye and I can pay for them. You can just, yeah, I can swipe my card without thinking like, it. am I going to be able to make the minimum payment? And you can swipe your debit card <laughs> and not your credit card. I could, let's, honestly, like I've been putting everything on my Amex, which I know is like, cut up your credit cards. And I'm like, no, unfortunately, Dave, the rest of us can't pay for our lives in cash completely. But I can pay off my credit card every month. And I, I thought that was just like a thing that like rich white people did. I know. I feel great like paying off my MX every like, month. Like it's too. wild. So, like because I'll, I'll like put like one big thing maybe. Yeah. Like, something that I consider big like on my MX every month. And I just like pay it off before the statement closes. Yeah. Like okay. It's why you, you know what's funny is I just got a notification from my Sears card which is the beginning of my credit card debt because I got a Sears card when I lived in Buffalo mm-hmm. and my, I got a flat tire on my car mm-hmm. and I called my parents and they're like, we don't have it. Uh, go to Sears. Sears was like, is this going to be this much? But if you can open this credit card, it'll be interest free for a year. Like, oh. And it was like, that was the big thinking about that. I was probably 19 or maybe, t- maybe 20, but I think right. I was, I was driving a Maxima. So I was at a sophomore, 19 max. Yeah. And that was the beginning of my credit card debt. I needed tires. I was on campus, you know, a couple hours away from my family. Mm-hmm. I was a student athlete in Buffalo. It wasn't like you were just like trekking it in the snow. And I had to get tires. Yeah. And that's how my credit card debt started. Wow. wow. Isn't that wild? Wow. But I got a notification from Sears saying, if you don't use your credit card in the next so-and-so time, oh, they're going to close it. So I bought groceries with it. Okay. I actually had to order a new one because I didn't know where You didn't know where Because I actually did cut up all my credit cards when I, I started. I cut all mine except for my American Express. Yeah. So I actually had to order one and then I bought groceries on it this week. And so there's a $55 balance on my Sears card. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Pay it off. Pay it off. Um, well, I mean, congratulations Thanks, to friend. you. I am so godly proud of you. Oh, my goodness. Because I've seen the sacrifices. I've seen all of that. And so... um yeah, it's just been it's just been amazing to see, and I'm, I'm I just want to reiterate how proud I am. Thank you so much. I'm getting Cardi B nails. All right, Cardi B. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I probably just get black. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess uh, anything else? That's our what? What would our our best our oldest best godson say? Our first best godson. <laughs> what do you call him? <laughs> best first godson. I never get it right. I just call him Malachi. Uh, the cheese. Well, that's it. That's it. Thanks, good people.